0: Yeah, we here and we locked in Let's keep it going all the way to the top ten We feel the turtle so it's no other option Fred and Brian, just watch them Let's take it to the max It's the shell and tell They come with all the facts It's the shell and tell Let's take it to the max It's the shell and tell They come with all the facts It's a shell and tell
1: All right, fellas. So we're going to talk some Terps. It's been a while. I can't hit the shell tell button because he's in the wrong damn nah, place. That's fine. weird. Okay, that's I'm going to go
0: pee, but it's not because of shell tell I <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> All right, you shouldn't I've, I've been it's cutting a lot lately around College Park. <laughs> uh, it has been a minute, man, but uh, I figured it was time. We're getting close to the 2022 season kicking off. Uh, we're less than 40 days away now. Saturday, September 3rd, 12 p.m. at Capital One Field. Uh, so I figured we'd do a little bit of a, a season preview. Ryan yeah. and I just released today our latest episode uh, of Shell and Tell podcast. So if you want a little bit more in depth on quarterbacks, running backs. Wait, we're not going an hour group. and
2: 14 minutes right now? We're yeah. not doing that? No, no, we're not <laughs> doing a four hour <laughs> yeah. and 14
0: minutes. If you want a little bit more in depth, make sure you check out the Shell and Tell uh, episode that we just posted. We did that on YouTube and all your major podcast platforms as well. But this team's ready, man. They're ready to build off the big pinstripe bowl win last year over Virginia Tech. Locke said this season started in New York for that bowl game in March, and he wasn't wrong, man. It's it's just been rolling ever since, and I'm excited for it. Yeah,
1: and, they, I mean, obviously they had Big Ten Media Day today where you yeah. saw all the teams there. You had your three representatives uh, from Maryland in Ja'Cory and Bennett, uh, Rakeem Jarrett, and Talia, yeah. uh, all being present along with Michael Oxley. Yes, I got all those names, Ryan. You should be you impressed right all. now. That's how many Orioles I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, but, no, I think – It was really interesting because I, I did watch it. I had it on the background and as it would, as they were coming up, I'd pause it or if I was on a call or something and and trying to listen and and you really heard that same sentiment, right? That they, they really did as a team feel that the tone changed at that pinstripe bowl, not only just getting there, but being successful.
0: And yeah, had a lot of guys that really didn't have a whole lot of on-field time during the season, guys that were going to be a part of the mm-hmm. future, guys that were going to be a part of 2022, get a lot of action in it. Some guys got their first touchdown. Some guys got their first yardage. It just depends. But uh, it was a good sample size. It was a good... You know, test. I guess going into this season.
1: Yeah, and and you heard these guys. I thought it was interesting. One of the last questions they 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 asked was, you know, what does a successful season for them look like this year? And it was, it was
2: getting lectured.
1: It was it was the canned answer. But yes, I thought the same thing. Rack's gonna get talked. But it was the canned answer of it's got to be a Big Ten championship.
0: Well, I'll give you my response to that in a little bit, and I'll let Ryan kind of piggyback off of that as well. But, uh, man, I, I figured we'd talk a little bit about, you mentioned him Talia.
1: Yeah, I mean, the guy, you can see it. I, I will, I will say i in watching it. He's
0: cause this is a guy that you were ready to bench after the first game first you watched game. him.
1: He's also, I noticed <laughs> in, and maybe it's just because it COVID was a national year. media thing. And I did I have to go back and see how he was last year. He seemed really quiet this year, which calm and quiet, right? Composed. Yeah, but, he's not a very vocal guy. No, and he's which, the Heisman Trophy. That's the thing, Packers right? He's so far. he's the he is the unquestioned leader of this team, and it's just interesting to see that. Yes, we've we've heard it, we we've, we've seen that you know he can lead this team on the field. Off the field, I was a little surprised to see how quiet he was, and that they I think were, that's a family thing because his brother's the same way, it, it, and it very well could be. But I thought it was interesting, so I, I kind of wanted to get your take. It is Is he ready to take his game to the next level? Do you guys see him being able, you know, I, I give him crap. I gave him crap. I, I, I ate my words, ate crow last year, a hundred percent. I'll say it. Mm -hmm. I want to see him continue if, if this is going to continue and he's going to be successful at each level. So do you think he's ready to make that leap?
0: I absolutely do. I mean, if the bar is high. Because, I mean, when you look at... He set every record. He, he when you look at more. everything <laughs> yeah. he did last year, single-season passing yards, 3,860. Tenth in NCAA, the most Terp for a Terp ever. Uh, single-season completion, 328 Terp record. Single-season completion percentage, 69.2. Career completion percentage, 67.6 both Terp records. Single season touchdowns, 26 tied with Scott Milanovic uh, back in 1993 for a Terp's record. Single season 300-yard passing game, seven a Terp record, right? He set the bar really high. I I know the one knock on him, uh, if you just look at, again, the box stats of what he did last year, what are the interceptions, right? He threw 11 interceptions, and Ryan and I talked about this on the podcast yesterday. But if you dive a little bit deeper into that, right, 11 of those, the 11 interceptions, seven of those were in two games, five of them were against Iowa, which was an absolute shit show of a game. It's when Dante Dimas, he lost his best top flight wide receiver it was a Friday night football game that had everybody hyped it was the number five team in the country at the time we were all super excited for it and he loses Dante Demas early in the game and you just saw the morale around him around the team just kind of went downhill a little bit after that and he started forcing balls right it was the anomaly it was the one bad mark on his season he had two picks against Ohio State it's Ohio State. Ohio State's one of the best teams in the country. There's seven of your eleven. So in all the other games, he had a total of four, four. interceptions, right? Yeah, so fair enough. Fair enough.
1: It, it, it wasn't as bad as it may seem. So, um, so here's what I'm going to ask then. and Ryan, I'll, I'll I'll pose this question to you because I know that you want to you want to talk on Leah, but uh, before after you talk on Leah, what do you think he has to do to improve on these numbers from last season? what are the key cogs that have to happen in order for him to do that?
2: So first I want to say that you watch the media day to day and all off season locks has been harping that he feels that Talia is being disrespected. He feels that Talia is not being recognized for what he was. Fred, what did I call for? for an hour and a half in that Iowa game. What were both of us going? What's happening here? What are you talking about? What during the Iowa game? What were he we saying? We, we, he needs to get him off the field. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get. Why is he still out there? Right. This game's not winnable. You're exposing this quarterback to abuse for no reason. It's over. Mentally, let he the was backups dumb. Let the backups mop mop this up. There's no reason. You had a they Reese Judinsky there yes, for a reason. You had a Reese Judinsky. I guess that's probably was the problem. Was he knew how good Reese was that he didn't want to start a craziness <laughs> in case it went differently. But I, I just truly believe it locks. Understands that he holds some responsibility for him not getting the credit for last season. That he very easily could have pulled him out after the second or third interception of that game, yeah, reasonably and not had these, you know, glowing or detrimental stats over his head. So, I do think the reason he keeps harping on it is he feels the responsibility. But I think that Leah is going to have the easy way out this year because Leah was very, very good outside of that one game between the 20s. He can roll you down to the yeah. to the other 20 no problem whatsoever. And what we're seeing head and shoulders this year is that our goal line offense should be okay. We have brought back every offensive lineman to steamroll some people. We have Baby bust Antoine Littleton. That looks like a whole new human being. They put out pictures today where he dropped like fifty Complete pounds. transformation. Complete transformation. He was already hurdling people at two seventy. Now he's two thirty, which is still huge for a running back. But he's cut at yeah. two thirty. there. We have Weston Wolf. That's in the tight end room. We have all this beef that will make this this red zone easy. And that was the problem. We're going to have other options instead of just him bootlegging and him forcing balls into tiny windows. That was all we had last year.
0: And and that's exactly, you're exactly right. That's how he improves on last season is he's got all five of his big bodies back in front of him, right? He's got a revamped and ready to go wide receiver core that's got depth like I've never seen it.
1: When you're Ryan talking, Ryan creaming his pants with Demus. Yes, yeah, they, they, be ready. they when make they the announcement was today. Week
0: one, I was like, "What?" They make the announcement today that Dante <laughs> oh. Demus is going to be ready for week one. That's huge. You got Rack. You got Jacob Co- uh, Jacob Copeland coming over from Florida, right? Who was another high recruit guy that was recruited by uh, Loxley back in his high school days. Jayshon Jones, you can't forget about him. Ty Felton, Mark. Marcus Fleming, they've got a ton of depth on top of some really good freshmen coming in with uh, Shalik Knotts, Octavian Smith, Leon Halton all working together under gunter brewer right the
2: deepest wide receiver room i can ever remember by far ever
0: by far it's not even close (laughs) and you've got a leader of that group and gunter brewer who has taught some of the best wide receivers in nfl history we're not talking about college guys we're talking about randy moss we're talking i mean some of the elite level wide receivers of all time
2: and we had Torrey and laquan williams both playing for the ravens they were on the same terps team like we've had talent there exactly head and
0: shoulders above it exactly and then you mentioned uh, Antoine Whitt- Littleton, right? He yeah. is just one piece in that running back room. Yeah. Challen Famatau is the senior leader group of that group. Colby McDonald, Antoine Littleton, Roman Hemby. You got a beast of a freshman coming in and, and Ramon Brown.
2: Looks like a grown-ass man. It looks like Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> right.
0: This this running back group reminds me of a couple years ago when you had the rotation of Leak and McFarlane and, and, and Fleet Davis. All of guys... Who, Funk. who have been in the NFL. Funk, right. All guys who have been in the NFL. I'm not saying that all these guys are gonna be in the NFL, but they have that type of potential. The diversity. And they all they They're all, all complement each other very well, right? Littleton's that that thunder, right? And then you've got McDonald and you've got Homer and Henby who can be that lightning. All different
1: styles of exactly. Running.
0: Yeah. So there's so many things, so many assets around Leah that are going to and make left him side better. the of that
2: line is stupid. If we're not going for it on every fourth and one this year, Locks is doing something wrong. You got beef and a half out there. If you can't get one yard, pack it up and the season.
1: Right. Well, And I think, I think you guys bring up a good point, right? Like the, the, the fact that you have, you could put so many different style packages out there. You're not Absolutely. limited to what you can do. You can get teams on their heels. And the way to do that is you want to get them on their heels early. On the flip side, like, so you're talking about all the, the points that we want to see them put up, we think they can put up. On the flip side of that... We might see some points scored against us. My question, <laughs> my question is, how do they stop the points from being put up against them on this defense?
0: And, and that is that's that is the big question. I mean, because they took some big losses in the secondary, uh, big losses at linebacker. You the secondary, they lost some guys to the NFL. Yep. They lost some guys to the transfer portal. Uh, so those are two big question marks, but lots of
2: options, they've got options. Just nothing's been real proven,
0: right? Exactly. So there's a lot of hope and a lot of, of, of praying praying things two come cornerbacks together.
2: are very good. I'll give them that. Our yeah. top two corners can handle some stuff, but
0: you look at safety, right? You get can uh, Bo Braid and Gavin Gibson replace a loss of Nick cross and Jordan Mosley at safety. It's a lot. That's a big question it's mark, a lot. right? Uh, you got incoming freshman outside linebacker, Jason Barham, uh, who hopefully can replace what we thought, uh, chop chop would be as an outside linebacker. It would have been real exciting to have them both both in the fold, but go fuck yourself. You're in Penn state now, whatever it is, what it is, uh,
2: you don't like your decision,
0: (laughs) right? You did get the transfer from, uh, WVU and Vondarius Cowan to help mitigate the loss of the freshman and Brandon Jennings, right? Because he was a guy who as a freshman came in, stepped in and made an immediate impact. Uh, So Cowan, Another guy who had some ties to Loxley early on in his Alabama days uh, ended up playing at Alabama, and then transferred to West Virginia. Now he's at his third college year at Maryland. He wasn't he wasn't utilized to his best of ability at West Virginia, so hopefully he'll be utilized. And and, and Lox knows his strengths here a little bit better.
2: And they don't call him the Godfather of DMV just because he recruits. Right, Lox has a way. Of getting with these young men that are doing things that aren't good for themselves, and getting them refocused on football and doing things. Right. So some of these guys that weren't successful elsewhere, especially at Jacob Copeland, where his mom walks out of the commitment to Florida, didn't want him in Florida. Like these are guys that Loxley has a way of putting under his wings and getting things done, and like bringing them to, I was where you were. Like, this is what I am now. Look at what I have and you can have it too. Like, it works. The guy has a way to communicate.
0: And the other question is, is a guy that you and I have been high on for years now, a Ruben Hippolyte? Does he take that next step? I'm not he saying took a big
2: step last year, he, but it wasn't what we thought he was going to be yet.
0: Right, yeah. exactly. So that's a question mark as well. Can Darrell Shami improve on his pressure numbers from last season before he got hurt? I know a lot of people preseason have him ranked pretty high. That would be a a big get to have opposite of Barham.
2: Hippolyte said he wanted to be the best linebacker in Maryland history. That yeah. was what he said before he got here. Right. So he got big shoes to fill.
0: He does for sure. <laughs> Uh, they did bring in, you mentioned some of these, uh, these diamonds in the rough. They did end up getting Caleb Wheatland, uh, who was getting a whole lot of high praise as yeah. a three-star linebacker that as a freshman a coming gem. in a hidden gem, right? A guy who can come in like a Brandon Jennings and make an immediate impact. I'm not going to say he's going to be a starter. Day one, It'll but if productive. he's he's in that rotation, he's going to give you some snaps, and you'll yeah. start to see him gain more and more trust yeah. and more and more time as the season goes on. A Freshman, we are not redshirting. Exactly, <laughs> uh, and I'll be honest with you—you kind of mentioned it earlier with uh, the transition and and the transformation and Antoine Whittleton, Littleton. I think where they win on defense is in the strength and conditioning. If you went on social media today, if you're a Terps fan at there's all, a lot of half naked boys out there. There's a lot of half naked boys, but the, <laughs> the transformation that hey, hey, you hey, see—they're hey, they're men at this point, guys. be careful with their wording. <laughs> <laughs> the transformation you see in these guys—some of them the tattoos, right? Some of them in six months, some of them in a year. You know, you're going—you're you're seeing that the investment that they put in with this new facility uh, is paying off in a big way. And I Huge. think you can turn some of these project players, some of these lower rated star players into well, better players physically. It's going to translate it, on the field. It's,
1: it's interesting that you kind of said that is that it's a culture, right? Yeah. Ja'Cory and Jacorian Bennett alluded to that today when he was talking and they asked him, you know, you, they, they talked about his, his history, right? The fact that you were at this junior college, right? And nobody, you never got any, any, you know, uh, any top tier or top tier schools that were trying to recruit you, Right. you went to junior college, now you're here in the big 10, you're you you're becoming an impact player, what are you learning while you're here? And he basically said like, I'm learning, this, this is a job, I gotta put in the work. And I see guys like Rak, or Rakim Jarrett and, and uh, Leah put in the work, and it makes me wanna go in and up my game better so it's a culture it is a culture that they've created and it really is working and i think this is you know it's a tough conference it's a tough division it's one of the toughest in college football so you know teams are obviously going to score can we outscore everybody that's (laughs) how they're going
0: to have to win because listen this defense i think it's got some some promise but there are a bunch of question marks right so a lot is going to ride on the shoulders of the offense. Can they be effective? Can they outscore some of these teams? Keep them in the game. And it's uh, who
2: were you talking about? Yeah, are we gonna stop Ohio State? No, like right. nobody's just stopping Ohio State. You have to win exactly like we could have won, you know, it, it, with our first game in overtime, the last person with the ball in their hands. My yeah. biggest question on the defense is, was Greg Rose an, an apparition? Or was he for real? I because believe it he came from literally nowhere in the middle of the Illinois game. The rose
0: that grew from the crack. Yes. Yeah,
2: Single handedly. <laughs> I hope not crack. Win <laughs> uh, a game with two sacks. Basically, he grew from the crack in the shell. How about that? Dominated in the, in the pinstripe ball with his touchdown, the scoop and score. Like if that guy was actually as good as he showed last year and decided to come back for a fifth year of college football. That's a man that could literally disrupt everything and make all your people that are just kind of covering spots better. Yeah. All right. That all right,
0: defensive so- line is legit. They've got a lot of young guys, too, that were freshmen last year that saw a little bit of they're time. They're the
2: four stars that stuck around. They're going to make <laughs> some
0: big impacts. Tommy King besote Zion Shockley, Taze Johnson. Like They're going to make some impact. Hang on.
1: Drew has a question during the turf. Go ahead, Drew. Hey, man, he'll like this. It's going to be a good one. All right. You know like the
0: best thing that they did in this offseason? season. It got rid of that special team coordinator. <laughs> yes.
1: it, did. it did do that. It took him Jake, a little longer than expected. Hey, see but yeah, yes. I pay, really a, I pay a
0: fucking attention to the goddamn service all right? <laughs> well, it I took him a little longer because look of, at that
1: game yeah. again. <laughs> look at the pinstripe ball. We got
2: rid of the <laughs> like, coordinator before the Rutgers game, and the Rutgers game and the, <laughs> the pinstripe ball went very well. We got rid of the special teams coordinator, which was terrible all the way until the pinstripe ball. So. <laughs> which is why
1: it took so long, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah,
2: one good game. They were like, we'll just keep him. He's fine. All
1: right, so I talked about it earlier that, they ask these guys during media day. Yeah. So I'm gonna pose it to the two of you. 2022 is a pivotal season for the Terps, agreed? Yeah. So my question- Every year is, but yes. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) (laughs) What does, how do you define success in 2022 for the Maryland Terps football team. All
0: right. So I kind of broke this down. I wasn't going to dive this deep into it on here. I was going to do it on a shell and tell, but I'll copy and paste in the shell and tell as well. So (laughs) I'm going to allow you to, to kind of gauge where I see this thing shaking out and see if I'm over optimistic, if I'm right where you are, or if I'm under expectations, right? Because when you look at this team, obviously finished seven and six last year, including their bowl win. I broke this, this, I guess, growth and this schedule down into four groups, right? Have to win, should win, could win, won't win.
2: Okay? Oh, Ohio state is your
0: only one. So win, hold though. on, <laughs> <laughs> have to win first three games of the year, Buffalo, Charlotte, SMU. Those are three games. You should start the year. Hey, three Charlotte and 0. beat Duke. <laughs> those are three games you should start the year three and no you're the
1: football fan and you just you just referenced charlotte beating nah, duke man. as an argument really duke
2: lost on a maryland podcast
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> next group should win indiana northwestern rutgers those are your three big 10 should wins so if you win your three games in the beginning of the year and you win your three should win games into the big 10 you're bowling You're at six total wins just in those games. So you're right at what you were last year with just those six games alone. Could win. Could none of these teams scare me. And I think that we have the potential to beat them. Michigan state and Purdue both at home okay, winnable games, Wisconsin, Penn state, both road games, tough, but winnable. A lot of people are going to say, "No way! Does Maryland go into Penn State with those fans, the whiteout? There's no way they beat Penn State." And I'm sure that that's what he's saying over there. Sean Clifford's fucking terrible. (laughs) He's got big
1: old smart. And
0: we've heard this one wide
2: receiver beat us last year, and he's on the Commanders.
0: Yes, (laughs) I don't buy into Penn State. I think that atmosphere is going to make it a challenge, obviously, but it's potential that they could win. Right? Won't win. Ohio State and Michigan. I'm only saying Michigan, Ryan, because I'm hoping the reverse jinx of us, I'm I'm hoping the reverse jinx of us being there, well, then we'll win to go to Michigan. I'm hoping we win, (laughs) But, but here's the way I look at this. Right? So you've got six wins between have to win and should win. Right? So you're already bowling with that. If you win all of them and you pick two games, out of the remaining games we got one two three four five six you win two out of those six that's eight wins before you get to a bowl game so you have a potential for a nine win season if you're counting the bowl win for me that's a very successful year okay. uh and, and it
1: leaves me excited for the future all right so ryan we're gonna throw it to you it,
0: so i actually like
2: his tears except for i switch michigan or wisconsin on the road and michigan on the road because i think that michigan was really good last year um but they had two top 10 defensive ends yeah. that disappeared and a bunch more talent that disappeared and they lost their and defensive coordinator joe, joe and, did say that
1: he thought michigan got lucky last Jim
2: year Harbaugh is always a pro- fucking problem shot i mean i saw today he was talking about abortion like that his family will raise all of his if anyone's stuck in a uh a um the child they don't want with these new laws that his wife will raise their kids. Well, I really hope Jim Harbaugh has 347 kids by the end of the year. Doesn't have time for football. Uh, That'll be really helpful. Um, but yeah, I just I kind of think Michigan is is more winnable than Wisconsin on the road. Wisconsin still takes football real seriously. It's going to be just as intense as a Michigan uh, atmosphere, just as intense as a Penn State atmosphere. The Penn State Maryland rivalry in in maryland's head is kind of like that duke maryland rivalry where like maryland's taking it more seriously than penn state and that's what evens that out for me and i think the loss of chop is
0: going to be a little bit of a storyline too
2: i and so i like your tears i just switch wisconsin and um and uh, michigan uh but i have us at a seven regular season wins with an eight in the bowl is kind of where my head's at with a successful season. What I love that Rack today was quoted as saying, 10 wins has to be the next step. Uh, I think he's going to be lectured on that, but I like his optimism. <laughs> um, I know that last year, Anthony Pecarella, <laughs> off the record, said, you know, I can sit here and tell you guys, 10 wins, but I don't think Coach would like it very much. Well, we're actually in a Big Ten media day. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. Uh, so here we are this year that, that uh, somebody's doing that. So I think that uh, seven wins in the regular season will get us to a bowl that we can win because we're playing a non-Big Ten team in a very similar seven-win situation. Uh, and eight wins in the regular season, again, puts us where we would probably end up getting close or losing a ball game. So I think we're going to be right at that eight win mark yeah, at the end of the I, year.
0: I get what you're saying. You're saying seven wins is where you picture them being. But the question is, what do you deem successful? Is seven wins one game more than last year deemed successful bearing? They've got all these new weapons and, and health and everything's back in the fold. You're saying, no, this is I
2: truly the- totally do. So eight wins is the including that's, the bowl so
0: you're on par with eight it. wins oh, including, including the, bowl, the bowl. okay
2: it's successful because that's actually one more game than last year right if you win seven regular season games then shit the bed in the bowl it's not really an improvement so eight total whether that's eight in the regular season and a close bowl game or whether it's seven and a win either one's good i don't want you getting blown out on national tv at a bowl game no matter what you do that's right. never good for a program uh so that's that's where
1: i'm at
0: okay how do you th- feel
1: I mean, I don't I don't disagree with you guys. I think you you have to play success. The one thing I think you've got to be careful with is saying that just one or two games, when you're when you're playing up that this is, you know, the best wide receiving core that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This is the offensive line should be dominant. Mm-hmm. The defense, we've lost you know, we we've gained some pieces, we've lost some pieces. We should be able to be able to come out better than even than we did last year. It's playing it up a lot, I'll be honest with you. Well, from, this from that- team
2: in the ACC wins 11 games.
1: Yeah, easily. That's
2: what <laughs> it, I'm what I'm saying. No. is the best we've ever had still can mean we're going to get eight wins because we've had plenty of 10-win seasons in the ACC. Right. So it's, it's, it's the best we've ever had. How much better are they had.
0: in the Big Ten West?
2: <laughs> yeah, I get a, a lot, lot like, better. Exactly. My, I think is a proponent of the getting rid of these divisions and it will happen soon. Yeah. So that is the next step of Maryland getting back into those 10 win worlds is when we get rid of these divisions. I don't
1: hate <laughs> what you guys are saying. I think for for me, right, you you need to you want to be able to say that this team is taking things to the next level. Right? You guys want to be that top tier contender in the Big 10. You want to be talked about in that same that same breath because if you get to that point the recruiting almost starts to come a little bit more naturally. That all the, you know, Locks talked about it today. They talked about, well, what, what would it take to get to recruiting more sort of the West Coast? And he said, we're gonna focus on what we got here. But if our, if our success leads us to be able to get some of these big names that are out West, and these, you know, if we need a quarterback and I need to go out West to get it, I'll go do that, but I'm not gonna go actively do it. So what, he, what I get out of all that is, if he, if they can have success with the guys around him, the the recruiting will start to naturally. You have influx. to beat
2: two of them. You yes, have to, oh, you that's where I was going at. You have to, to beat two of them.
1: I actually, I actually thought help. you have to beat of the ones that you listed, of your buckets, of the could wins and the will wins. Michigan State, Purdue, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. I think a successful season, you beat two of them. That's exactly what I said. But I think to make the, the big leap, the they need to make as a program is three. When you can when what you, you can do beat, is
2: not lose by twenty one points. I that's think what you have to or do. keep it I close. That's, that's i fine. Fine. fine with I'm, I'm, ever.
0: I think setting that bar at nine wins before a bowl is is lofty expectations to jump from last year to this year. I just think I, listen, do I think we could potentially win nine games? Yes, we could potentially. I would be super excited, but (laughs) setting that bar as the 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 expectation from last year to this year, I think, is too large of a jump. There's. It, it, football is very different than like baseball or basketball where there's multiple games, right? One win, one win difference accounts for so much. I mean, again, going just from a five-win team to a six-win team, yeah. get you bowling, right? Get Bama you. back talking. Alabama has 10 win years. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I never believe that Maryland will be a blue blood football team, but if they can get to a point where they're winning nine and 10 games consistently with the occasional five-star recruit that comes in and puts us over the top and puts us up there with the Ohio States and the Michigans on a year-to-year basis that would be great uh but to have that happen in this one season that one big jump is a huge jump and it's a huge
1: ass and I I get that my whole my whole point saying that is is you you we really want to see this school jump to the next like to be in those same breaths right Right. and in order to do that you've got to do something big and the something big is, you have to not, like, if you don't win those games against those teams, but to Ryan's point, if they're close games, if they're hard-fought games, lost by one score and not some of these blowouts that we've seen the program have in the past, now I think Got a you, little bit better last year. Now it did, but you still had some games that it was... Mm-hmm. Whoa! What the hell? Strength and conditioning made
2: it a lot better this year because last year our scores at the beginning of the fourth quarter looked an awful lot better than the end of the fourth quarter. Right. So hopefully all this all this work they just put in will slow that down.
0: Part yeah. of our losses last year were 100 <laughs> percent on special teams as well. I, yeah. I
1: think you you again you you have to beat some of those top tier teams and you have to do it or you have to. Well, it's to fine. we we'll be Michigan. Them. It's no
2: big deal. We'll be there. It's be great. <laughs>